Our scripture passage for today comes from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Luke, beginning with the first verse. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. So also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats ashore, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Devin. Man is destined for seminary, I think, so. <laughs> Let us pray. By your grace and through your mercy, we pray, O Lord, that you will allow these words to come to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ, for we pray this in his name, amen. Santa Rosa, California is the birthplace of famed author Jack London, known mostly for his book, The Call of the Wild. Many years ago, a sports journalist who had been sent to Santa Rosa to cover the Oakland Raiders football team's summer camp, back when there was an Oakland Raiders, took an afternoon off to visit the birthplace of Jack London, and there he read these words of the great adventure writer as he once reflected upon what his life was about. I've shared these words with you before. Said Jack London, I would rather be ashes than dust. I would rather that my spark should burn out in a brilliant blaze than it should be stifled in dry rot. I would rather be a superb meteor than a sleepy permanent planet. The proper function of human beings is to live not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. The words struck the young journalist, and upon returning to the Oakland Raiders camp, he approached the quarterback of the Raiders at that point, a man by the name of Kenny Stabler. The journalist read the words of Jack London to the quarterback and asked him what those words meant to him. Stabler thought for a moment and then said to me, it sounds like he's saying, throw deep. Throw deep. We football fans know what that means. It means going for broke. It means sending your wide receivers deep down the field while the offensive line holds in check the opponent's pass rush to give the quarterback enough time to wait for the receivers to get far enough down the field such that he can launch a pass some 50, 60 yards to the rise and silence of the crowd, hoping to thread the needle between spinning and entangled receiver and defender such that the right guy catches the ball and maybe even scores a touchdown. It's a low percentage play, but with high return. 
It's the meteor streaking across the sky. It's the spark burning in a brilliant blaze. Throw deep. It explains Jack London's decision to build a boat, assemble the crew, and sail from Santa Rosa to the islands of Hawaii, in part because he had heard of a place called Molokai, a colony of lepers, and what he's heard and read sounds a little too good to be true, too idyllic. So across the Pacific, they sail, nearly sinking along the way, and they finally arrive, and London and his wife descend into this valley of lepers, and there learn that it was, in fact, too good to be true. The PR campaign to convince the world that these lepers were happy to be colonized and content with their treatment had been in part a fabrication. Things were worse than London imagined and he wrote about it and what came to be no more, when people came to know more about Molokai, they began to demand that something be done about it. But that doesn't happen until someone builds a boat, sets sail and throws Throw deep is what Jesus said to the soon-to-be disciple Simon. They had pushed themselves a little offshore, still in the shallows, when Jesus taught the crowds. And then when the teaching was over, Jesus turns to Simon and says, put out into the deep and throw your nets. Now, Simon knows this is a low percentage play. Been there, done that. No return. Better the fullback up the middle, three yards in a cloud of dust. Better to troll in the shallows. But Jesus says, no, we're going to try that play again. Let's go deep, he says. You say so, Simon says. And Simon throws deep, and sure enough, that school of fish didn't know what hit them. And Simon can't explain the pull of the net except that he's got himself a catch of which he has never seen before, all because he threw deep. He would never have caught that school of fish had he not thrown deep. It's not something he can explain. Jesus is no fishing guide. He's got no sonar. The master just said, throw deep, so I threw deep. And now the master is saying that from now on, I will be throwing deep for people. Now, wait a minute. I just hauled in the biggest catch of my life, and now you want to propose a career change. Now you want me to fish for people. Now you want me to throw deep for people, which for Jesus has always been the point. Yes, he says, it's always been about the people, throwing deep for people. And so, of course, the real miracle in the story is not as much the landing of that school of fish, not to say that wasn't a miracle, but the real miracle is the career change, right? The career change. They left their nets, Luke says. They left their nets and followed him. We all know that's the real miracle, right? You, you don't just drop your nets. Nobody just drops their nets. But Luke says, they drop their nets. I knew a guy who was a darn good marketing executive up in Chicago until the day when he began wondering about the meaning of his life and began wondering if selling widgets was what he was put on earth to do and began wondering about what it might mean to go back to school and learn how to be a teacher 
And then came the miracle when he didn't necessarily drop his nets, but rather took his nets and threw deep into the school of fish you find inside a high school classroom where he lived out the remaining part of his career, fishing for teenagers, making a difference for this part of our population. It's always somewhat of a miracle when a person determines, determines that his or her life is really about catching people. A gentleman in this congregation told me the story of how many years ago, how, how many years ago he noticed in the common area of his development that there was a homeless man who would show up at a picnic table and rummage through his things, organizing himself, and sometimes would eat something that he had managed to scrounge from some dumpster somewhere. One day, Bob went out to the picnic table and asked if he could sit and offered the man some lunch, which he had prepared for that very purpose. So the homeless man accepted the lunch, ate it, and they began a conversation which later turned into another lunch, which turned into a relationship, which turned into the discovery of all the mean places this man was sleeping, which turned into an invitation to sleep in Bob's carport, which turned into a temporary residency, which turned into complaints by the neighbors, which turned into an effort to find other solutions, which were not easy and mistakes were made and risks were taken. And there was no Hollywood ending but that's what happens when you paddle out and throw deep. You might catch something, you might learn something, you might change something for someone. Because there is something we all know, and that is that the world is full of deeps. One of the great things about living in the information age is that we get to learn about all the deeps of the world, all the places, all the issues, all the concerns in the world where people are teeming to be captured by the nets of grace and mercy. You know what I mean. Just open up the Herald Tribune and you see all the deep pools, people who cannot afford housing, children struggling in school, folks struggling with mental illness, high school kids stressed by demands, a climate that's changing, drugs and alcohol on the rise, equal rights at risk, immigrants looking for a home, families without enough food to eat, caregivers overwhelmed by caregiving, all these deep pools teeming with people looking to be caught up in the nets of grace and mercy and justice and compassion. And when you think of it all together, it's overwhelming. Too much deep and not enough net. And so we're tempted to stay in the shallows. We stay on shore because we know, we don't know where first to cast our net. But the master will not let us do this. The master says we are in the business of catching people and people are out in the deep. They are in those places where the questions are hard and the answers are harder. They are in those places where people before have tried and their nets came up empty, but Jesus says, no, go back, go back, try again, because the truth is you are a miracle in the making. Have you ever thought of yourself that way? You are a miracle in the making because one of the miracles that the world waits upon is the miracle that occurs in a man or a woman when he or she hears and responds to the invitation of Jesus to catch people, to throw deep, to give a darn those fishermen that day woke up thinking that life was about catching fish, and they went home that night realizing that life was about catching people. 
You may have awakened today thinking that life was all about your golf score or your investment account or your favorite football team or lunch at the club or your upcoming vacation or the next episode on your Netflix series. All those shallows in which we are bound. But the master says, throw deep. Find some pool of teeming, searching, hurting people and throw deep and see if your love and mercy cannot catch a few. I know a couple of retired business executives that stumbled into a mission trip to Honduras and they heard their master say, throw deep. And they threw deep and kids and families got caught up in their nets and they started a school and, and those kids got educated and found ways out of their poverty and some are now doctors and some are now lawyers. I know a doctor and his wife who threw their nets in the same place and started an eye clinic. I know a family in our church that saw up close the struggle of folks with mental illness and their struggle to support themselves, so they cast their nets into the deep and created an academy to give them job skills and help them place people into positions of sustainable employment. I know about another group of people who put out into the deep many, many years ago of mental illness and started a counseling center. I know another family that paddled their boat into the depths of foster care and started a program to link foster care kids with prospective adoptive families. I know a group of men who grew concerned about the homeless crisis in their area, so they started a ministry in their church to help homeless people. I know a lady in our church who spends a whole lot of her time over at Booker Elementary School in Newtown making sure those kids get everything they need. I know about a bunch of people who tutor kids and are reading to first graders every week. I know about another group of people casting their nets into the issue of race and racism and just trying to understand what the church should do about it. I know a man who spent most of his life filling his bank account and one day a miracle happened when he looked at his bank statement and said, too much. It's always a miracle when someone looks at their bank statement and says, too much. <laughs> and the master said, throw deep, throw deep. And he's been having the time of his life going from one deep end to the next, just catching people. Miracles in the making. One day they woke in the shallows and another day they were throwing deep. And why not you? I'm not sure who it was that said those who spend their time looking for heroes have already eliminated themselves from consideration. Be fruitful and multiply is what the creator said to the creation. First words out of his mouth. Be fruitful and multiply. You stop being fruitful, you stop multiplying, then what is life for? Throw deep, says the master. Who, me? Yes, you. You shooting meteor. You bright, burning spark. You miracle in the making.